What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, people up in Lubbock, people up in Tyler, people up in the Mile High City in Denver, Colorado, people down in the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down Laredo. You are tuned in here to the Wednesday Hump Day edition of the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. And we are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. 877-37-GRIND. If you know what you want to talk about, like always, it is open phone lines. Feel free to give us a call. Anything that we discussed on yesterday's show, if you didn't have an opportunity to call, you know the rules. You can parlay that over to today. The only thing we ask you to do is call during the breaks and be patient during the long segments and breaks, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. And also keep in mind, if you need to reach out to me, or follow me on Twitter. You can do that at SportsGrind. And if you want to stream the show live, you can go to the business Facebook page of Sports Grind Entertainment, or you can go to my personal page and you can leave comments. I'll read those on air in real time and respond to them. If not, I'll respond to them later. And if you ever miss any of the shows live, uh, you can go to SportsGrindOnline.com where you can download the podcast daily, seven days a week, 365. And also, if you're in a market, if you're traveling or you're in a market that doesn't carry us to terrestrial-wise, or we're getting preempted uh, by play-by-play, you can go to the same website, click the play button, and listen live, and we'll appear, and we'll be there. 877-37-GRIND. What's up, Mr. Clark? You ready? Yes, sir. Ready to rock and roll. All right, man. We're at the middle of the week, uh, so of course that means if we get to it, uh, we get to the midline reports on NFL and college. Uh, we've got that to get to since this is hump day Wednesday. Uh, we've got some other things, of course, to get to. We're uh, at the top of the hour. We'll be joined by Destin Adams uh, from A to Z Sports. We're going to talk a little bit of Colts with him. Of course, it's almost perfect timing because we've got the official word on Anthony Richardson this morning going to be placed in the IR. Um, out to four to eight weeks. I definitely have my thoughts on that that I want to discuss with Destin. We'll be joined by him. Um, Also, um, we've got um, Sean Payton, who has talked to the media uh, yesterday in regards to responding to the circulations of the trade rumors. And, you know, after tomorrow night could be a sale. Um, I've got my thoughts on that uh, because I've actually had had a chance to listen to him um, and the way he said it. And also, um, there's a particular player that has surfaced in that locker room um, that um, I had to sleep on it a few days and then read some reports. But there's this player in that particular locker room that needs to go. Okay, we know Randy Gregory was uh, released of his duties last week. Um, Trade or not, this particular player. I believe has to go. So we'll talk about that as well, too. Um, Also, uh, didn't have it on the docket, but um, I know I saw this about a while ago. Uh, Deshaun Watson did not practice today. I know we talked about that yesterday. Uh, This is one of these situations that's going to uh, develop into something and a story because it's very odd the way they've handled it. But he didn't practice today, so he's questionable. Maybe go pick up Garden Minshew this morning. Like, damn, Pickett's on a bye, Garden, and that's that deep league where there's, like, nobody left. Like, it's 16 players, 16-round drafts. Let's see if we get some Garden Minshew magic, which if we have time to fit him in with Destin, we will as well, too. But, um, yeah, that's a Deshaun situation that's going to be interesting to watch. Uh, Debo has kind of responded to Micah Parsons. 
we'll get to that here shortly. Also, um, NHL hockey dropped last night. The puck dropped uh, last night. Got a chance to uh, tune in to um, Connor Bernard. Um, and before I give my take on that, um, I saw this news probably about an hour after I got off air. But, um, you know, thoughts and prayers uh, to Barry Melrose. Um, you know, he's a, been a long time four letter network ESPN analyst for hockey. Uh, before I even could tell you what Ison was or what the hell a shift change was. I knew who Barry Melrose was. So he announced his retirement. Unfortunately, he's been diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. That's a terrible disease uh, that affects a lot of people. Um, he is a person that um, pretty much is responsible for the partnership between ESPN and NHL hockey. You know, he used to coach the Kings back in the day. Of course, played in the NHL, was a longtime coach of the uh, LA Kings. Um, you know, just a sad thing. I mean, one time, just a couple of years ago, Barkley called him the, one of the best personalities on TV, Charles Barkley, speaking of that. So thoughts and prayers to him as he gets prepared to fight this ugly, uh, dreaded disease. So uh, it was weird not seeing him on opening hockey night, uh, even in the sports center after the games breaking down uh, with Linda Cohn or, you know, whoever uh, the first night of hockey action. But uh, with that said, the, the, the season goes on and we saw the phenom last night Barry uh excuse me Connor uh, Bedard um he didn't disappoint um you know I ended up watching a little bit more of that game than I thought I was uh just because of the hype and the anticipation of him uh looked a little nervous early on I mean he his his shot I mean look I am no way near no hockey guy to be break but I I've seen enough to know that you know his shot on the move in regards to how quick he can work his wrist to shot. It's going to be something special to watch as soon as it's, you know, he, he was nervous a little bit, but had a lot of uh, shifts uh, responsibility last night, had an assist. Uh, and, you know, look, he led, he helped lead the Blackhawks to a victory over the Penguins. Penguins is a team that's built to win the Stanley cup, Chicago Blackhawks, you know, they pulled the San Antonio Spurs last season according to most people in regards to the Blackhawks really take, and they acquired a lot of young talent in the off season. Uh, they were, they, they beat a team yesterday that supposedly from the experts tell me is going to be competing for possibly trying to win a Stanley cup this season. So the puck drop, uh, the avalanche speaking of the Kings, uh, they opened their season tonight. Uh, the avalanche open up against those Kings, you know, avalanche should be one of those teams that are uh, competing uh, for the postseason and getting into a, a Stanley cup chase. Uh, so we'll definitely have our eyes on the Colorado Avalanche uh, this season. Also, sports-wise, um, another sad uh, news and story. Um, Olympic gold medalist, icon, you know me. If you listen to this show long enough, I don't throw that word in the entertainment, music, sports industry lightly. But Mary Lou Retton, 84 Olympic gold icon, Mary Lou Retton, uh, according to her daughter, is uh, fighting for her life uh, in ICU. Supposedly she has a very rare type of pneumonia that she caught. Um, it's hard to believe. I think she's 54. Uh, 55. So 55. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to tell you that it seems like yesterday to me because it doesn't. That was a long time ago. But it's still, I can still remember as um, at that time... 
about seven years old, seven, eight years old. I can still remember uh, the excitement of uh, the country watching her do her thing. And then really to me and coming up as a kid at that time and kind of understanding sports and being into sports at that time. Um, to me, she kind of really, you know, no disrespect to Bruce Jenner. Formerly known as Bruce Jenner, by the way. I'm still going to call him Bruce. Mama made him Bruce. He came out as Bruce. I'm going to call him Bruce. Oh, you can't do that. That's not That's not what they want. Hey, man. Bruce Jenner. No, disrespect, no disrespect to Bruce. I understand he graced the box of Wheaties. But Mary Lou, to me, she was the one that really liked like the, the, the Them Wheaties box mood. And, I, and, and first of all, I just thought Wheaties was nasty. I, 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 I didn't like Wheaties. I don't give a damn who, what athlete they put on the box. Okay. Uh, I think the only box I came close just because I knew it was iconic at that time was going to be, I think, when they had the Chicago Bears, the 85 Bears on the box of Wheaties. I think that was the only one that I really tried to get my hands on, you know. Um, but other than that, Mary Lou Retton was the one that really I remember the whole Wheaties and Olympics afterwards. And again, I know Bruce Jenner came before her, but at the end of the day, those boxes sold like hotcakes. I think she had the perfect look at that time in regards to uh, representing America and really, you know, this nice, wholesome young girl. It's hard to believe she's 55, but thoughts and prayers to her um, and uh, her family. But like I said, that is uh, iconic Olympian. And I, and again, I don't, you know, throw away that or throw around I should say that word lightly so hope that she can hopefully make a recovery man but uh we'll definitely keep our eyes on that um also um so we've got other things college uh we'll try to get to a midline reports couple games throw some lines out there as well uh coach prime aka Deion Sanders um, says that Travis Hunter has a chance to possibly play this weekend. You know, he's been out a few weeks. Uh, they're 11 and a half point favorite over Stanford. Um, that's amazing. Uh, not, not amazing, but that's, that's probably going to be one of their biggest spreads this season, one of them. Um, and again, you know, Stanford is one of those programs that I don't know if this new college format fits them, if they can stay competitive. I know Shaw got out. Um, at the right time, you know, this is a school that, you know, Harbaugh, Andrew Luck, the great John Elway, Condoleezza Rice. Christian McCaffrey? Christian McCaffrey as well. Andrew Luck, Condoleezza Rice, part of the Pinner Group. This is a university that they all attended to and had some type of passion for football. This for academics, because them they're the closest thing. They're pretty much in the same ballpark as Notre Dame when it comes to academic requirements to get in that school. That's always been challenging. Uh, but you you now you add the NIL money, the transfer portal and Stanford. It's just, you know, they're they're dark days, in my opinion, for them heading forward uh, for college football. But um Colorado does take them on this weekend. And speaking of uh, NIL and the, where the college landscape is, uh, Mark Stoops, which I've talked about him the last couple days, Friday, what I thought about that going into that game. And also I talked about it Monday in regards to the results of the game at Georgia. We're doing a local radio show down there in Kentucky. Uh, again, and there's a lot of coaches that really 
get loose on local radio like it, it lets you put it this way i always say this i never want to assume that somebody else knows something just because it's redundant to me i never want to assume that oh that's common because i deal with it every day like sometimes i, I have this conversation with ac all the time like she'll get frustrated about you know she's in the she's in the real estate business she's she's a loan officer and she deals with clients and daily and people's lives and you know history and families buying a house it's a very and sometimes i mean she's been doing this for about 15 16 years and she'll get frustrated sometimes with clients when she has to repeat because she's very thorough she'll let them know hey for 30 days don't open no line of credit don't do that she walks them all the way through OK, um, but she'll get frustrated sometimes when she'll or somebody will ask her a question that she thinks is dumb just because she doesn't. I tell her, look, you got to understand you've been doing this for 17 years now. Like it's repetitive. You don't don't lose your patience because somebody else is in their only. I don't care if they're in their second, you know, buying home process or not. You got to assume that you, you can't assume that. Be patient. So let me go back to my Mark Stoops point where I'm getting at with that. A lot of these coaches do local TV shows and local radio shows, and they have no idea that this feed is going to get picked up everywhere if, if, if they lay out a zinger, you know, or a hot take. Well, Mark Stoops basically says, hey, Georgia, you know, they just got their ass kicked by them, by the way. And he says, hey, Georgia's got a good team. They, they've got, uh, they got some good players they bought. Now, there's a double-edged sword with this because I see Bob Stoops or excuse me, Mark Stoops, he ain't his brother, Mark Stoops, I see him working because he's pretty much doing the same thing that Nick Saban and Jimbo went to war at a couple years when he's like, hey, man, I think they had the top recruiting class. I think all their players bought. He's talking to his donors. He's talking to them. And he pretty much says it on in the quotes. If you go look at it, he's just saying, hey, man, you know, if y'all want to pony up. Now, what do you got? Well, yeah, he said you're uh, you're allowed to these days. Speaking of you know, buying players, and we could use some help. That's what they look like. You know what I mean? When you have eighty five of them, I encourage anybody that's disgruntled to pony up some more. Look, um, first of all, that's what he's doing. I mean, he's probably the most blatant one that has done it up until then. He's a little bit more blunt than basically even Nick was a few years ago talking about the A and M situation. But the double-edged sword is that is I mean, what do you? I mean, you got your you suffered your first loss in the season, and it, and then you got beat down bad to Georgia. And I know you're talking particularly and directly about the Georgia program, but really, what are you saying to the rest of the kids that's basically there in regards to that they they're they're still undefeated? You've been there for years. It's not like the Deion Sanders situation of coming into Colorado and say, hey, man, just to let y'all know, there's a lot of y'all that might not be here. A team or program that won one or two games, three games, the combined of three years. That's not the same situation. Bob Stoops has been here. Mark Stoops has been here. And it's one of those that look, we know that, Mark. Like, it's one of those that it's still, I don't, these are comments that basically I feel you should have made prior to this game or you should have made, you know, maybe weeks down the road or you should have made this comments a while ago. This sounds like sour grapes after you got your ass kicked and you yet to, you know, win a big game having an undefeated team at the point when you have the opportunity to. I think Georgia has beat them like probably 12 or 13 straight times. Now, I will tell you this, you know, part of this is – 
where and Kirby, credit to Kirby, Kirby pretty much didn't take the base. Say, look, and Kirby kind of called him out. He said, look, me and me and Mark had conversations about the NIL and stuff like this pregame. And we had talks about it in the off seasons. He said, so I'm not taking that bite. I'm not biting on that. But it's like it's 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 weak sauce, I believe, for Mark Stoops, who has like he needs to understand. Look, if it's look, man, get up with Kyle Perry. I know it's a basketball school, but you've got Ashley Judd. You've got things you could have been doing to rile up donors or do what you're doing. I believe that it's time for Kentucky to really look like how serious are we really competing, uh, trying to grow our football program in the SEC? Because I believe that that that. Mark Stoops has taken them as far as he can bring them. But I just thought that was weak timing to go to the whole NIL card and money. That, that was just weak sauce. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. Texas summers can get hot, but now they're blazing with the new Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary mix. The latest addition to the Zing Zang lineup brings the same great, bold, and delicious taste that you already know, only much hotter. Shake things up with Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary mix made with premium ingredients and crafted for a bold and savory taste, whether with your favorite vodka or with the pre-mixed ready-to-drink cans. Zing Zang, America's favorite Bloody Mary and an official sponsor of the sports crime. Please Zing Zang responsibly. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind are you moving around the greater san antonio area choose the storage experts tiger moving and storage whether you're moving an office or the whole family tiger moving and storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient prompt and cost-effective service to learn more and to secure your portable storage container today go to choose tiger.com tiger moving and storage official sponsor of the sports grind I've been holding back with two sides to a book. I lick stamps and like matches. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dosecki's Get a Dose. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Specs. If you're looking to check out what's the latest new products that they have in store for you, or you already know what you want, but you just want it delivered straight to your doorstep, don't forget about specsonline.com because the fun starts here. That is Specs, official sponsor of the Sports Grind and official sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys 87737grind all right so before we get into some football talk and before we talk um, we have our interview uh, coming up um, with Destin Adams uh, let's talk a little bit about a little postseason baseball because that's where we're at uh, right now and uh, we're on a collision course possibly taking the battle of the silver boot and taking it for a trip to the World Series as the Texas Rangers sweep 
Okay, hand out, get out the brooms and sweep the Baltimore Orioles, uh, punching their ticket to the ALCS in Bochy's first year. Very impressive. I figured they were going to, I mean, I know to me, the way the Rangers kind of, you know, played the last month of the season, especially the last week and a half of the season, um, they had kind of cooled off in, in regards. You know, they'd been hit with some injury, uh, you know, their pitcher staff. I mean, keep in mind, I mean, uh, DeGrom out. He was out a lot. You know, then you go ahead and trade for Max Serger. He's out with injury. So they dealt with that the last few weeks of the regular season. But um, the way they played this series, because um, I was very surprised. I won't say shocked, but I was surprised that they took two in Camden Yards. Uh, but I was not shocked that once they went up 2-0 with Evaldi on the mound, which is their number one ace right now as we speak, uh, they were going to finish him out. They're playing kind of how they played at the beginning and up until the All-Star break. Their bats have gotten hot. Uh, the pitching is there. Um, you know, um, the only negative thing I would say is that from what I've seen, even and I was done with this guy even before then, uh, the form, the pitcher formerly known as the Cuban Missile, because he ain't that no more. Uh, Chapman, I'm all he does. I mean, the guy sweats like, but by the time he comes out of the bullpen, the guy you swear he was warming up in a damn sauna that was at 100, the temperature was up 125 degrees. I mean, he's not even, I mean, he's a tall man, but it's not like he's a big man overweight. I can never see that to me, just nerve. You just sweat nerves. Uh, I didn't like the way he looked, even in here. I mean, you had a seven, you had a six one lead at the time. I mean, you walk in pretty much bases loaded. The game is pretty much trying to get to the 27th out, and you kind of give Baltimore some life. That's the only negative thing I would say. But look, man, when Bochi decided to come out of retirement, he was sitting on his couch for three years, man. He won multiple World Series with the Giants. I know there's some connection with the GM and the owner that owns the Rangers, but I knew when he decided to come out of retirement, especially at his age and what he's accomplished, that he was up to something. And to take this Rangers to the uh, ALCS his first year is very impressive. It's very impressive. I mean, I think he's, from the time he was active with the Giants up until now, I think with completing the sweep on the Orioles, I think he's probably won somewhere out of, I think it's 14 out of the 15 last series he's managed in the postseason, or maybe it's 13 out of 14, somewhere around there. It's very impressive. He's one of my favorite managers of all time. Uh, so hats off to the Texas Rangers. Uh, tip my hat off to them. It's going to be interesting, though, how they handle uh, Mad Max, you know, is he going to be available uh, for the American League Championship? I know they're going to listen to the doctors, as Mad Max was saying, and they're going to see how he feels. Uh, but really, I think Bochy's probably going to have him at some extent to his disposal if he knows when he needs to need him. And that need him. That could be starting or that could be coming out of the bullpen. We don't know. But what do you got? Uh, from CBS Sports is R.J. Anderson. Uh, Scherzer pitched a simulated game. Uh, Bochi, when asked about Scherzer's availability, said hopefully that is the case. Uh, we've got a little more time here to see where we're at with Max. Uh, we've missed him. He's throwing well. I thought he threw well uh, to hitters not too long ago, but I didn't want to risk putting him in this series. Give him time to build up. We'll continue to do that and see where we're at. Yeah. Um, you know, they depending on how this series goes with the Astros and the Twins, I mean, Astros have an opportunity uh, to finish them off tonight. Their bats very woke up yesterday. They were defeated them 9-1 to one yesterday at Target Field. Um, you know, I, I'm when you look at – 
especially when you're talking about an in-state robbery. And I get it. The Astros has pretty much owned the Rangers for the most part. They kind of own them this season as well. But if you're looking across the way and you see that potentially your opponent's waiting and they swept the series, I think with the Astros up uh, already 2-1 in a best of five, um, they have an opportunity uh, to pretty much put a kibosh on this series uh, tonight. Um, and I anticipate them to do that, uh, considering Texas is already there. You don't want them to get too much to be able to get healthy. You want to put them right in the pan of the fire uh, to pretty much when you're talking about your trip, your your opportunity to go to the back-to-back World Series. So props to the Rangers. Um, I do believe that Mad Max is going to be used in some form or fashion in this coming up series. Might not be able to start uh, and give him seven or six, but I think you could definitely use him in relief if that's the case and then see if you can get to that World Series at that time and maybe by that time he's healthy enough to go a full seven, eight innings if you need him. Um, in regards to... The Rangers, this is their first trip here to the American League Championship game, I think, since 2011. Uh, so, again, and they have spent a lot of money in the last couple of years, too. Uh, let's not get it twisted. Uh, the Rangers owner has spent a good penny uh, to get them at this point, and they finally got the right manager, uh, which Alex Rodriguez went on and on last night about how that matters, you know, which is true. You know, the experience matters. You know, when you have a manager, you know, Alex said a lot of things about Bochy kind of reminds him of a Joe Torre, you know, just the bond that he has with his players. So we'll see how that happens. We'll see if the Astros can finish business uh, tonight with that sweep, by the way, that pushed that Astros start game back to later today, which that was supposed to be an afternoon start. Uh, but due to the fact that they were able to sweep, they rescheduled that Astros game for tonight. Uh, Phillies uh, and the Braves are going to change scenery uh, and head back to Philly, tied one apiece. Uh, that's going to sit here and have first pitch uh, a little bit over an hour and 20 minutes or so. Um you know, it's 1-1. Uh, Atlanta had rallied uh, in dramatic fashion uh, before their last game in Atlanta. You know, Philly's crowd should be ruckus. I uh, haven't even really studied to see who's on the mound today for that matchup. Uh, but, you know, momentum in baseball is only as good as your next starting pitcher, to be honest with you. Uh, when you talk about who has the momentum in this series. I mean, Philly did what they came to do. They were wanting to take one um, away from Atlanta. Atlanta's the betting favorite. They are the favorite. They've been kind of the best team wire to wire. Uh, really the kind of pressures on them, especially since they took an early exit out of the postseason last year. So Philly, uh, we'll see um, how they handle going back to a raucous crowd uh, in Philly. What do you got? Uh, Braves are going to have Bryce Elder on the mound while the Phillies are starting Aaron Nola, according to the ESPN. Yeah, Nola's pretty solid. Um, the Braves lineup, though, it, I mean, it's just dangerous. I, I mean, they've, they've, I felt this was going to be a bad matchup for Atlanta. I, I mean, out of all the people that Atlanta could have drew, uh, this was going to be a tough matchup uh, for them. Um, you know, they're a short favorite tonight on the uh, money line, a one minus 124. Uh, Braves are a plus 104. Uh, so you can kind of look at that uh, for those purposes if you're entertained into that. Um, but I still think, though, this is probably going to be a lengthy series uh, between Atlanta and Philly. I, I definitely can see a split. Um, I don't know if I can see Atlanta. I wouldn't be shocked, but I don't know if I uh, I would be surprised, let's say, if Atlanta would be able to take two and Philly and finish there. I, I think definitely we're probably looking at a game five 
uh, in Atlanta. Uh, so you have that going on. And then tonight's game, uh, because we do have a triple header today, and then tonight's game in the late cap has the Los Angeles uh, Dodgers finding themselves down 2-0 going back to the desert to face the red-hot Diamondbacks, okay? Um, I know who's pitching tonight, though, for the Dodgers. And I'm not banking uh, Lynn, which has led the home run. I mean, he's given up the most home runs in Major League Baseball this season. Um, Lynn has and, – and, you know, I've had a lot of respect for Lynn in his career because he's been a good pitcher. I think he's carrying too much weight right now, to be honest with you. Um, being a professional athlete, I know he's a little long in the tooth. He's he kind of older. I'm going to call him elderly. But he's older. Um, I think he's carrying a little bit too much weight. Um, and I would not bet my life, okay, or my lunch money on on Anthony on Lynn being able to go ahead and keep this series going. Um, they're a short favorite, minus one twenty seven. Um, you know, going to Arizona. Look, the the lineup, and again, you know, Freddie Freeman. And Mookie Betts can get hot anytime. I mean, I said it yesterday's show. This is the worst case scenario for the Dodgers, knowing that they were coming into the postseason challenged at the starting rotation, uh, pitching situation, and in relief. You know, relying on rookies and stuff. You, it's one of those that you couldn't afford to have anybody, especially your two heavy hitters, go cold in this series. And that's what's happened. But even if they wake up. You know, because Diamondbacks have been lights out at home. And, and I'm going to tell you this. Diamondbacks is another thing. Dodgers get up tonight, 3-0, 4-0. Let's say they want to give Lynn some run support at, at home, especially pre-All-Star break. No lead is safe for the Arizona Diamondbacks at home. They can rally. Uh, you know, and they've gotten hot and playing better even on the road than they had most of the season. But the reality of it is, is that, you know, there's a lot of pressure on the Dodgers lineup tonight, one through nine, to produce runs. Because Lynn, he could even come out and pitch good the first four or five innings. But Lynn, is, if they stick with him, Lynn will have one of those innings, I believe. And if I'm wrong... I'll come up here and admit it, but Lynn's going to have one of those innings. He's going to have about two to three guys on the pond, and it's going to with zero outs, one out, and the, and the game is going to be, and their whole season's going to be swinging in the ballots uh, off his arm. And I just don't know if he can get it done. I think the Dodgers really going to have to be aggressive in the off season and signing some arms. So that's my opinion. I don't think I'd be shocked if Lynn could go. I mean, the Dodgers. I think if they're going to survive and they're going to extend this to a game four. I'll tell you right now, that lineup tonight's going to have to put up about, I'd say about five to seven runs, minimum five. Uh, they're not going to win a two, three run ball game against the Diamondbacks in Arizona with Lynn on the mound. I just don't believe it. Eight, seven, seven, three, seven, grind. Lynn pinches only the 10th no hitter in. <laughs> I'm back fan be pissed. But no, I, I don't think we have to worry about that. You know, and, and I've had a lot of respect for Lynn. I just think he's a shell of himself. And Dodgers are just like, you know, look, man, that Trevor Bauer situation last year, that, that set them back. I mean, he was supposed to be a guy that was going to steady the ship even if Clayton Kershaw was about to ride to the sunset. I mean, you got Bauer and everything, but, he, you know, he was going to be the guy. And, and that whole situation, I think they've never recovered from that, in my opinion, from a pitching staff standpoint. And they've got some work to do. It ain't all about chasing Otani uh, in the postseason. Because, look, they won that division buku of times. And there's a lot of people that don't even give them credit for that COVID championship. 
So you can say, and I like Roberts, the manager, but you can say they've underachieved considering the payroll and how many times they won that division. I mean, just dominating the Padres ain't good enough for diehard real Dodger fans. You can't sell me on that. You know, it's about chips. Uh, they cashed in one, but that was a shortened COVID season. When can they do it in a regular 162 in a regular playoff format? So we'll see if they can extend it at least to a game four, but I wouldn't hold my breath on that. 877-37 grind. So you've got the postseason baseball rolling on. Um, we can could transition into a little bit of National Football League talk. Um, like I said, as we wait to be joined by Destin here pretty soon, Destin Adams talking about uh, Indy, which we'll save that for him. Um, but let me just start about this, though. In regards to um, Sean Payton and the Denver Broncos who are getting ready, um, they're probably finishing up practice uh, as we speak or in the midst of it because I know they're going to uh, travel uh, pretty much tonight um, to go to Arrowhead. They're on a short week. Um, they take on them tomorrow on Thursday. Um, NFL, Prime, Amazon coming in one and four. Kansas City's coming off of a, a gutsy struggle win in Minnesota. Kelsey's banged up. They haven't ruled him out yet. I'd be surprised if he plays. I don't think it's necessary. I understand this is a division game, um, but I don't think that it's necessary, uh, I believe, to have Travis Kelsey. I mean, they're playing for a Super Bowl. Uh, they are the defending champs. In this particular matchup, I don't think it's that important for him to play. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's ruled out tomorrow right before game i think this is similar like i said yesterday this is similar the way they handled the detroit Lions situation but sean met with the media uh yesterday and the question came up because you've got a lot of reports out there you've got some sources saying the players in the locker room are being prepared for uh overhaul of this roster if they lose thursday the, the, the whole notion is out there there's a cloud forming around this team in this locker room in regards to changes on the horizon okay um, Sean met the media and he said, look, he because he was asked directly and he said, look, me and George talk. Speaking of George Payton, the GM, we talk at least about three to four times a day. He goes, uh, we're not looking in to do anything with our players. Now, we get calls. He said, we feel calls, but we're not looking really to do anything with our players. Um, lies, lies told on Twitter in front of the media. Look, I don't know if it's all lies, but it's not asking, answering the question directly, which you can see Sean, man. Sean is one of those that if you go pay attention to his press conference, you know, from the point after the Miami game, what's your question? What's your question? You know, he's kind of trying to lighten up more like, hey, that's a good question. That's a fair question. Let me answer that. He, I mean, the guy can politic on him. He's a vet. But I believe that I'm not going to say it's all, all a lie, but I will tell you that it's kind of one of those that, look, he's put it out there that we're having, we're taking calls. We're not looking to do anything. But at the end of the day, that doesn't mean that we're denying we're getting calls. Now, the reality comes down to this. You go play Kansas City tomorrow. You lost to them 15 times in a row, okay? Um, you lose that game. You're a 10 and a half point underdog. You lose that game that puts you at one and five with the Packers coming in town with a technically 
a rookie starting type of quarterback in Jordan Love. Um, a team where we don't know what their record actually will be in regards to going. I think aren't they on a bye this week, the Packers? Um, double check that for me. I don't know. I don't think they're playing this week. They're on a, but yeah, Jonas, give me thumbs up. They're on a bye. So they'll be coming off of a bye. Okay. Um, if you lose that game against Green Bay in Denver, trick or treats right down the road in the trade deadline. What are we doing? And Sean knows that. So he could have answered that question differently. He could have said, hey, we're continue evaluating our guys. We're doing that. He could have done that. But yet still, you want these guys to know you haven't technically been mathematically eliminated. This is only your second division game. So let's see the guys that want to compete. Who are going to be the guys that are going to be here when the, while the thing is getting rebuilt? That's pretty much what the rest of the season is for Denver. Okay. Unless something crazy kind of happens. But I really think that's where they're at. And I just feel that Sean was a little bit not being truthful. And also, he could be sitting there driving the price up on the people they negotiate with. Like, oh, we good. We'll sit here and go. We got our picks. We ain't moving anything. It could be a negotiating in the media. Now, I'm going to tell you one guy that I've pretty much, not talent-wise, but other things-wise, the other stuff that comes with him, what we've seen up until now with this organization that has to go that I think will be go. Cause the over under right now, I'll tell you right now, the over under on players moved. If they lose tomorrow and they lose against green Bay, if they lose against green Bay, I've got about four or five guys out. Okay. Accumulating a lot of picks. That's what they, I've got about four or five guys that will be moved. If they go on a two game losing streak, which would be three considering the jets game. But when I get back, matter of fact, I think I'm going to make you wait after the Dustin interview is over to tell you who I think, not talent wise, but other reasons wise that has to go. We'll wait till after we talk to Dustin from A to Z Sports. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosecki's Get a Dose. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro DeBell Tequila Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this. It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Maestro Dobel Tequila was born from 11 generations of tequila-making legacy. It is sourced from a single estate in the volcanic lowlands of Jalisco, Mexico, using the finest 100% blue agave. Double distilled and aged in European white oak barrels, Maestro Dobel's commitment to innovation isn't only to discover new ways of distilling and aging, it's about elevating and crafting a superior tequila that is the essence of mastery. Maestro Dobel is the official tequila of the PGA Tour and an official sponsor of the sports grind. Please drink responsibly. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits, and world-class wine to chips, dips, and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you. Cheers to savings. 
Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and Seafood Lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 